everybody, Susan Finch here with Rooted in Revenue. My guest today is Amy Franco, and we had her on before as she was getting ready for her book launch. Amy, welcome, and give us an update. Oh, thank you so much. It's great to be back. It's hard to believe it's been about, what, maybe five or six months yes. since the book launch. Um, yeah, so so the update is that, uh, you know, the book launch was book launch day was a great success. We um, we had launched the hardcover book and the Kindle version of the book at the same time. I wish I could say that that was something really strategic. It was more of a happy accident. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but the upside of of launching that. So for anybody who's listening that is launching something like this in the near future, the upside of that was that people had more choice of what they wanted to buy on launch day. And I feel that that really helped us lift in the ratings, so or the rankings. So we were able to hit number one in um, selling techniques and in the sales management category on launch day for, uh, for the Kindle version. So brand new release. Um, so launch day was great. And like anything, it is, it is continual marketing. So continuing to sell it on Amazon. And then also um, my major market is attaching it to keynotes, engagements, and then as part of my strategic selling programs. It becomes just an added bonus, I think, for encountering you. Yeah, so, so it, it helps on the front end of the sales process because it is a way that I can introduce myself to people or people will find out about me from the book. So it's fantastic on the front end of the process and as part of the selling process, but it is also something that is great at the end of the process or the engagement because it is also a leave behind. So, so you can get both, both ends of the sell cycle there. That's exciting. I helped um, GRI launch there. They have two books that they're launching, but I like having the hard copy and I like having it on my phone. Yeah. Yeah. For me, for business books, I'm, I'm more of a tactical or a tactile person. Mm -hmm. So I will write notes. I'll highlight, I'll put sticky notes in it. I had somebody show me their copy of it, Susan, and it was like dog-eared pages and had sticky notes in it. Yeah. All right. That is that you just, I just accomplished my goal with that because it was really, it's really meant to be a practical field guide. So I want you to mark it up and, and go through it and, and continue to come back to it. So for business books, I, I do love to get the hard bounds because I like to take notes. I do too. I, I turn them into reference guides, the good ones. Yep. And yep. the other one's like, oh, can I get through this to do the book review? And then I set it aside. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do. I have my, I, I'm, I'm somebody that if I didn't continually like call, call out my books, I would just have piles of them on the floor in my office, but I have that set of books, um, a couple, couple authors here that I hang on to their books forever. Like they, they stay in my library because they're, they're kind of instant classics. So I'm yes. always going back to them for ideas, even if the book is five or 10 years old. Who are your favorite three authors that you do that with? Oh, so um, I'm looking, looking at my library right now, um, Jill Conrath. She's so on my list. I have, yes, I have all of her books in, in the hardcover. Um, Dan Pink is another favorite. And um, Charles Duhigg is, is my other. So, th so those are ones where I hang on to their books and, and I keep them. Mine are Jill, Matt Hines. Oh, yeah. And David Ammerland. 
I, you know what? I recognize the name. What, what, uh, what books did it's you It's a write? lot about um, social connections. Okay. SEO, re- reaching out to, you know, the authentic self, reaching out to where it be- makes it more comfortable, to where it becomes like breathing. Yeah. Rather I'll have than to, I'll have to remember him. I'll write him down. Um, there's another author I'm looking at my library um, that might be along the same lines is uh, Judy Robinette. She wrote the book, um, How to Be a Power Connector which is also a really good one too. Okay. We're going to take that little snippet out and just put that out by itself with all these little plugs. Perfect. (laughs) (laughs) But why I, you know, I'm constantly reading what you send and I appreciate it very much, but one item stood out to me and that was putting the why before the how. Yeah. I got that in the right order, right? Well, we'll, we'll dig into, we'll dig into the order. Okay. In our conversation. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so, so the, no, it's the how first, the how before the why. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. No, no, no. I, um, they're both important, but that's the bottom line. They're both important. And, it, and it's figuring out the right order of those for your prospect or your client situation. So uh, it's yeah. an either or situation. Yeah. And you know, I tend to write about things in the moment. Like I will get an idea for a blog post I think I got this one when I was listening to a webinar or I'll be traveling and I I will jot down, something will catch my attention and I'll write a post about it. And this was one of those topics that I happened to hear about it on a webinar and I really wanted to think about it further and get into it further because the, the gist of this webinar was that you really need to understand the why for the prospect or client before you can execute on the how. And if you want to move up the value chain, you really have to be asking why, right. which, which definitely has, um, it's a good argument. But as I was thinking about it, what I realized, and especially in, in my world of professional services, someone selling a professional service or a really complex solution, the how becomes just as important as the why. And if we are not able to execute on the how, or to demonstrate that early on in the sales process, mm-hmm. we may never get to know more about the why because we may not have enough credibility in the eyes of the prospect or client to earn that conversation. So it just got me thinking that it sometimes it can feel like the chicken or the egg, but I feel like the why and the how often go together. And sometimes the how really does come first. That's interesting. I- I'm trying to think of any situations that I've had the how I always have ideas thinking I know what somebody could need. And here's, here's my hows, and here's yeah. a bunch of them, but then I have to, you're right. Then I would go back and say, well, what's the ultimate goal? Why are we even bothering? What's the goal? What can you do to follow up? What are you willing to do to follow up and then thin out my hows? Yes. Yeah. Um, because our, our prospects and clients really have a much higher expectation of what we show up in the door with these days. Um, we don't get a lot of opportunities in the early stages to dig really deep. In my opinion, we, we get to a certain point, but we have to earn the trust to continue learning more. And I find that a way to do that is to bring some of those hows to the table Maybe it's through a brainstorming or a whiteboarding session, or I'm bringing those ideas to them for discussion. And it builds trust because I've shown that I've thought about what they've shared with me so far. I have a certain level of expertise that they could need. 
And now we're really kind of, we're building that trust to get deeper into the why and then thinning out what that solution could be that how to, to solve it. And there's a, there's a line with that too. It's how much do you give away for free yep. before there's the commitment. And I know speaking of, you know, smaller service providers, copywriters, designers, oh, do some spec designs for me first and then I'll decide. It's like, oh, no, no, no. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I wish I, I wish I had the silver bullet for that one. I, I, that's always been a struggle for me is how, how much do you share it, 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 no fee, if you will, before you, before you are charging a fee. Um, and I'm someone who tries to be, be generous yes. with knowledge and expertise. So, so I will kind of think through, all right, how, how far am I willing to go in terms of sharing my expertise in this particular prospect or client situation. What, what's, what's the upside for both of us? What are the odds of winning this business? What could the long-term relationship look like um, before I'm willing to invest a lot of time? Right. And I think that's kind of a longevity in the business thing. You don't know it right away. That's the type of thing you learn by being burned. You learn by what works. Sure. And you, after a few years, it's like, okay, I get this. When I did that before, it didn't net me anything. And they went and had somebody else did it, or they did it in house. As opposed to, I'm going to show them my shiny. So they can get excited and they can see it in my face. They can see it in our eyes that we love doing this. We are so good at it. We want to do that for them and take it all the way. And, and one, one, other, one other idea that has helped me at certain times is doing a proof of concept where you are, you are sharing some of that how and some of your expertise up front, but to continue to go on further, it's saying, okay, do, do we have an agreement? It's getting a commitment. Do we have an agreement that we feel like we're on the right track here? And can we do a, a fee-based proof of concept where we'll, we'll go deeper we will look at your specific ROIs, your specific outcomes, mm -hmm. and we both have some skin in the game. So, so that, that proof of concept or the pilot, what, whatever the right phraseology is for your industry, can be a great way to earn a piece of business right. that is lower risk for that prospect or client, but you aren't giving away your, your expertise or your services free of charge. I think that's a wonderful place to meet and to, and to have that as a goal at an early meeting, if not the first meeting. Yep. And uh, even, even if, um, and, and I find that that type of pilot or proof of concept can apply in so many industries and situations. Be before I, um, when I was earlier on in, in my career in the business, uh, I did a lot of, uh, my team and I did a lot of custom training. So it, it could be a product training, it could be a process training, whatever that might look like for the client. And what I often found myself being stuck with was they, they wanted to get a certain amount of the way down the path in doing like actual design of training mm -hmm. deliverables prior to having signed the statements of work or truly understanding what the financials were. And sometimes their stuff was open-ended. They needed help just figuring out what needed to be done. Right. So the way that I solved for that after, to your earlier point, getting burned a couple of times, 
the way that I solved for that was by um, doing an upfront assessment that was a fee-based needs analysis assessment. The outcomes of that would be presented to the client, and then we could decide together what will the next set of deliverables look like. And then I could scope it from there and be really accurate with my scope. And they 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 had a they knew very exactly what it was that they'd be getting. That eliminated a lot of risk on both sides. That's what I use. It's a discovery type of assessment. And I found that they're happy. They're given something. They're given the results of that discovery assessment, whatever mm -hmm. you want to call it, needs evaluation. There's so many words for it. And from there, they can decide. And I tell them up front, you can decide to have me do it, have me help you do it, have me teach you to do it, have me find you somebody to do it, or you can take this and go somewhere else and do it. And, and, and what I learned is that that was a great way to, um, you're, you are doing some of that how, right? So back to the topic of how versus why, kind of tying this together. You are doing some of the how and showing, their ex, showing, you, showing them your expertise and helping them get to a certain point. And with that, you're also learning more about their why because you're getting in front of them in a better way. You're doing a project with them. You're getting to know other folks in the business and getting to interview them perhaps as part of your pilot. So you start to uncover more about their why and maybe some things that they didn't realize were, were important. And now you get an opportunity to really position yourself well. You've, you're showing them your expertise. You're mm -hmm. being paid for it and you're getting more into their why and what's important to them. I, it is, I think it's a win-win for everybody in that situation. I enjoy doing those, and I've never had somebody disappointed. Yeah, you can also vet the prospect or the yes. client. Um, <laughs> I, I've, had, I've had maybe one or two scenarios where we've gone through that type of assessment, that pilot proof of concept, and what we realize is, there may not be the exact right fit, or maybe there's a different solution that would be a better fit, but it's not something that I do, and I could refer you to someone else. So, so it, it's a great vetting tool for um, making sure you have the right fit, and also um, it, it kind of protects your reputation in a way, because if something isn't the right fit, and you're the person that is willing to say, I think you need something else and, and here's right. why and, and here's the next steps you can take. It just elevates your credibility and, pro and protects your own reputation. And it's a nicer way than to say, we did not communicate well at all during this process. This was not fun. I don't think we'll ever have fun or success working together. So. <laughs> right, right. It's a, it's a gentler, gentler way to let it, it down. Is. It's a more constructive way too, because it is. Whether it's a match or not, you've already invested time in this company or this person, and you still want what's best for them, I would hope. Absolutely. And you, know, and you just never know where that might come back in the form of another referral, an introduction, something like that. So, so you're always leaving it on a positive note. It's constructive, and it's something that they can use going forward. Right. Right. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, I'd like to kind of do some actionable items for people. Sounds Ways good. to determine the why first, then the how, and the how first, then the why that they can try out. So again, this is Susan Finch on the Funnel Radio Network with Rooted in Revenue. My guest today is Amy Franco. We'll be back in a minute.
For those of you who are overwhelmed with your marketing and content to-do list, there is help on the way. You can let Susan Finch, our host, lighten your load. Creating strategic, thoughtful solutions to time shortage problems in marketing, connecting, building, sharing all the tasks that you dread. She can take your one piece of content and help you use it nine different ways while you keep doing what you do best, which is probably selling or designing or putting your business together. If you have the time, she can help you create your content engagement plan, too, and you pick and choose what you want to do. It's a menu of options. Some of her favorite tasks for clients include things like video training libraries for the most common tasks you have, those tasks that you're tired of training people to do over and over again. About branding and logo packages, everybody's interested in that. Or the one I'm always intrigued by, site thin out and update. When's the last time you took a weed whacker to your site or updated it with new information? She can also do social media posting. She can plan and produce your podcast. Her mantra is very simple. Create, inspire, inspire, advocate, ignite, and then repeat. If that's a formula you'd like to put into effect in your business, there's only one place to go to, susanfinch.com. Check it out, Susan Finch. <laughs> We're back. Hello, Susan Finch here, your host today for Rooted in Revenue on the Funnel Radio Network. And my guest today is Amy Franco. And first, you know, we had her on a few months ago to launch her book. Amy, where can people find your book? Um, amyfranco.com and uh, Amazon. All right. And her emails that go out regularly always have something that makes me pause and think or, hmm, I wonder where I can take that. And one of them in particular was about putting the why before the how. And through the first part of the show, we also talked about sometimes the how needs to come before the why. And I'm wondering, Amy, if you can give people kind of a quick checklist on determining which route should they go. Yeah, so I, I think if um, the first part of that checklist is, is this someone that is a, a net new prospect or is it someone that is an existing client? Because if it is someone that's a net new prospect, you probably have a, a longer runway, if you will, to, to learn more about them what makes them tick, what's most important to them. If it's someone who's an existing client, you've probably learned quite a bit about them and you know more about the why. So, so that would be, be the first, first part of the checklist. Are, are, they a, are they a net new prospect or are they an existing client? And um, back, back to my earlier, earlier comments or our conversation around doing something with a, a proof of concept or something that is lower risk. This gets into the how. And, and I would be asking myself, so is this a prospect or a client where I might have an opportunity to showcase expertise, but that is paid um, and can help me to learn more about the why? So that would be another part of my checklist. Would this be a prospect or client that would be open to doing a proof of concept or a pilot? And then I'm going to create a set of questions um, especially, they're especially helpful early on in the sales process. I'm going to create a batch of my, my why questions and my how questions. Um, and, and, the, and that blog post that, that you referenced um, has, has a listing of what some of those questions are. But, but your why questions are going to be more centered around what's most important to that person, that decision maker, and the organization 
what, what kind of outcomes are they looking for? What might be some of their barriers to potentially wanting to, to work with you in your organization? Th those would be, those are your more strategic, open-ended type of questions. Your, your how questions definitely get more into the, the details and being able to share what could an implementation look like. Um, that's where you really have to kind of start balancing what you're doing uh, in a fee-based environment versus a non-fee-based environment and where you can start to look at and really decide, is this someone that would be uh, a good candidate for a pilot or a proof of concept? So that checklist of, do I have my why questions? Do I have my how questions? And can I get them to a proof of concept to move things forward? Because your whole goal is to continue to move things forward and to earn trust mm -hmm. so, that, so that your sales process doesn't stall out. That makes sense. So in the post, folks, you will see a link to that, to the post we've been referring to. You'll see a link to Amy's book and all different ways to connect with her as well. Amy, we blew through our time pretty fast. Yeah, we did. <laughs> <laughs> And I want to thank you once again for being a guest. Folks, go to amyfranco.com. That's F-R-A-N-K-O. And you will get to her website and see everything that she has. Sign up for her newsletters. The posts are so thoughtful and thought-provoking. You're going to want to add that to your weekly reading. Thank you, Susan. I so appreciate your support. And I'm so glad to be back on the show again. Well, we'll look forward to having you again. We'll check in again. Something that's going to come in my inbox that's going to say, hey, I need to talk to Amy again. All right, we'll make it a future date. <laughs> Thank you so much. Hey, folks, this has been Susan Finch on Rooted in Revenue on the Funnel Radio Network. Sign up on our website, rootedinrevenue.com, and you can find us everywhere from Stitcher to Google Play, Blueberry, iTunes, wherever you are, we are there for you to listen to.